saving money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Saving money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com. For all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. Hour number two of the big program. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast System. Look for us online, a bunch of different kinds of shows, including lifestyle programming. Our network features entertaining programs, highly creative and highly highly produced values and quality i didn't write this jack did you because i'm having a hard time anyway i um, want to thank jack and lean de leon our producers here on the program chris bishop tommy boy halverson for contributing as always in studio pj duran tony wink yours truly scooter casper and eddie coolant camp in our studios in advance north carolina our special in studio guest jd dust Yes. How close? Dest. I'm having. I'm, listen, if I can screw up, what happened? Je- Jesse Smellett for uh, six years. <laughs> what? Anyway, somebody <laughs> was in the news every two minutes not that long ago. All right. Do want to thank our everyone guests, uh, and we'll thank them individually: Chris Carr, Jake Johnson, and Brad Jaminski, who will be training. I want to be clear of this because we kind of had to rush the close. Uh, he's going to be training a bunch of guys, 12, in, in fact, for each, each uh, what, what would they call that? A seminar, a, a uh, session? Uh, it's a training facility. Club 57 is, is his gig that he's done, and he's moving it to WW Ranch, which is where they had the new Outdoor National this year in, in Florida. So it's a big deal for, for that facility, and it's a big deal for Brad because he is now at an Outdoor National. It's it's a 100% multi-million dollar facility. Would you consider it an option or a necessity, PJ Duran, to wear a sidearm uh, while uh, <laughs> on property? Because quite frankly, alligators, Florida's known for them. Big, big raccoons, uh, choppers, whole different kinds of animals. I think, I think riding a 450 or even a 250 probably going to be enough to uh, handle any of the local flora and fauna also stay puff marshmallows you can throw them out and they'll be more interested in marshmallows than you <laughs> which may be why they keep coming around i don't know i'm trying to figure it out our guests <laughs> in hour number two include ricky russell we do have an open segment uh, by the way jd beach on next week and, uh, and a rash of other great guests we're going to be talking more about uh, the davenport uh, vintage race coming up august 30th uh, we'll be there. It's going to be a lot of fun, as it always is. But Chris Carver will be obviously the star of that particular event. If you want a definition of PB&J, go to the Urban Dictionary for a, a accurate description <laughs> of PB&J. Josh Strang joins us. He starts the hour off. Josh, how are you? Not too bad, boys. How are you guys doing? Well, I, did, I had never seen the Urban Dictionary description of PB&J. <laughs> I don't know that I want to ever again. Oh boy! But uh, it surely uh, took me off the rails just prior to starting our number two. Anyway, I, what, was, I was just thinking. Of, I heard you boys talking about Florida and being scared of gators and snakes. You just need a couple of Aussies down there to yeah <laughs> cook them up for us. Mm, uh, yeah. like, like gator meat and drying skins to make our own. Do boats. you ra- <laughs> do you wrestle them? Josh Strang, no, do you wrestle them? People in Texas, only people in Texas wrestle things. But then I, we were, it's not natural. We were just tying them up and and uh, and crack their necks. 
tie them up and crack their necks. I was translating for you for you Sna- for the rest yeah. of us here. Writing checks, and yeah. writing checks, and this and snapping whatever uh, necks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, so Josh, uh, how's it going this year in the GNCC? How's that Kawasaki running? Um, and then also in the uh, full gas enduro sprints. Yeah, well, um, at the moment we've been on a bit of a break from GNCC, so uh, um, so one the Kawasaki is good, man. Um, I would, I mean, obviously anyone who gets paid by a manufacturer, gonna they're gonna claim the bike is good, but uh, I really believe the bike is good, uh, and I spent a bunch of time on it stock, and um, from what I understand, my setting, my suspension settings, and and what we've done to the bike are really not very far from stock, so. Um, as far as I'm concerned, anyone who wants to to go and buy a Kawasaki, they can have have a great bike straight out of the bike out of the box. I mean, I'm pumped with it. Uh, um, so far, the year's been pretty good for me. So, uh, uh, a couple of good a couple of good races at the GNCC, and then a bunch of podiums at the Full Gas, and uh, uh, it's been good. It could always be better, um, but I mean, it's, it, I'm racing some fast guys, so it's uh, definitely been difficult. How's Denny and the boys? Everybody, uh, Denny Bart, you're talking about? Yeah, Denny Bart. Has he uh, has he been hitting any of the races? Yeah, actually, he missed the last couple, uh, last couple of GNCCs, but he'd been to all of them up until the last two, I think. And uh, it's been good. I think it. Honestly, I don't know. If, did he listen to the show? Of course, he does. Sure, he does. It's. Uh, I think it was a bit of an eye opener for him. Honestly, um, the switch from arena cross to not just GNCC but off road in general, like. Uh, the first race he came to was a full gas. So, uh, as far as bike wear and that sort of stuff, the full gas isn't real, really tough, or shouldn't really be tough on the bikes. But I think uh, both Jordan and myself, for whatever reason, the first round we in the first uh, four special tests, I think we burnt two sets of uh, two sets of brake pads each and cracked a disc each. I think at the first round. And really? Wow. Was, yeah, he was shocked that that we can do that much damage in such a little time. So, uh, which I think was good. Um, it was good for him to come and check it out and see what, how it all works. I mean, the arena cross, I mean, for the most part, they're inside and, and, uh, and the bikes don't de- get dirty, but man, out like June to see, they just bikes are, bikes are hammered by the time you leave the track on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a ton of time on them bikes and then, even in the sprint enduros, you just you guys are hammering them things so hard. Um, it, it's uh, anybody that rides at your level at an outdoor or even rougher at a, an off road is going to be hard on stuff. But I am surprised to hear you broke break this. Yeah, that's impressive. That's that a is lot of heat. Of, that's yeah, a lot of heat. Uh, yeah, so that was the first. Well, we'd still uh, like we the first at the start of the year. I think that was like first weekend in February. So we'd only been on the bikes for about a month. So we still hadn't we still hadn't um, put much time onto them. So we hadn't got everything set up. And since then, um, there've been no more no more cracking discs. And I think also since then we've had um, we had some testing time with Pro Circuit. So we got our suspension more dialed in. I think that helps a lot with uh, brake drag. Is when you feel comfortable on the bike, you get off the brakes a little more. Yeah, for sure. I, I uh, and, and it, yeah, it it helps settle the bike a lot. And, and a lot of guys will use that as a crutch. And uh, oh yeah, 
Yeah. So, but, if, so the, my 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 follow up then would be: Are the pads? And Tony, you can answer this as well because I've seen you ride a brake before. Um, <laughs> Mostly the, just the rear. I don't use the front because that's dangerous. Well, yes. Tell me about it. Um, but are the pads different? Do you will you slide in a different set of pads, uh, or just fresh or or? I don't know. I mean, could you do like centered pads or not centered pads or something like that? Or uh, I think on like we've we've found the pad. We uh, we use DP and then we also use stock pads. So uh, the DP we use mostly for practice, and then uh, the stock pad we use for the races. And they just it's just how they wear and how they work, um, and and what and it's right of preference too, like anything. Um, but I think you just in the woods you get. It's a habit that every I think all of the all the riders will agree they get they they get into a habit of dragging the rear brake and it's hard to break once you've started doing it and I know a couple of years ago I was really bad at it uh, but I feel I've got better I just now I just wear brake pads instead of cracking this <laughs> do you uh, do your brakes do you have brakes that squeak like you know some certain pads oh, is, uh. yeah yeah so the, for the last the last three years on the Eurobikes Yes, I could ride out of the garage and my brakes would squeak straight away. Yes, uh, and this and now on the Kawasaki they they w- normally don't squeak at a GNCC, but at the full gas I can get them to squeak just because you're pushing that much harder and you I think you just drag the uh, drag the brake a little more than normal. Yeah, KTM brakes or my Husky yeah. just like on my Porsche. Yeah. Get this now and in the first couple hundred miles, everything was fine. And then you start getting squeak, and I go back to the shop on your Porsche. Yeah, you got to get rid of yeah. the. You got to get rid of that squeak. You know what, Sarah's Cadillac that I bought off your brother Jesse. Now this is your opportunity to talk, if you if, or not, or you can just sit there and snicker. Boy, the but pressure is on. Those stupid brake pads, and they and I, I took you to the shop, and they're like they're brand new. They're and they're hard, OE, they're hard pads. They're OE Cadillac brake pads, and they just squeak every morning when she's going to work, and I'm trying to sleep in. It would it would disrupt my morning sleep. I was very distraught about that. Hmm. Josh, I was trying to sleep, (laughs) trying to sleep it off. (laughs) Jesse has absolutely no answer for this, do you, Jesse? I'm not going to speak for Cadillac or GM. Um, (laughs) They're probably happy for that. They are, uh, but I do know the girl's car squeaks as well. So when yeah, it happens. It does. I don't know. Same with my BMW. They just squeak. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I've Something. heard from high end techs, so motorcycles or or automobiles or trucks, that the harder the pad, the more propensity there is for uh, the squeaking. The harder they fall. Does that make mm-hmm. sense to you, uh, Mister Mister Guest, Mister Guest? Yeah, it does. Right? I mean, give or take. No. I mean. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. No, that's. Well, I don't, I don't that's, know. I've, you, you boys lost me when you started talking about Porsches and BMWs and all that. Uh, yeah, I was at a Cadillac. I do have a Mercedes, oh, but it's Cadillac. a van. Yeah, oh yeah. You're familiar with yeah, that, that van? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Well, not that one in particular, but but that the van, the van style. Yeah, they things break down. You spend more money on them than the Porsche, probably. Uh, you ain't a kidding, 100%. brother, man. When I, so I got a hum device. So I took Did that. Did you just call him brother, man? I took. They took that uh, the, the Sprinter van down to Loretta's, and I have a. It's called a hum device, oh. and you plug it in the OBD2 reader, which is like the scanning when you scan it, and it and it has yeah. it creates a Wi-Fi for the van, so I can watch like I got the TV in there, and you can watch you know whatever shows going down the road and that kind of thing, and it but it also sends a diagnostic to your phone, and the entire way home. I'm driving the motorhome. Dylan's driving the van, and I keep getting codes saying unrecognizable 
troubleshooting this and turbos going out on this and this and that. And I'm like, just get me home. Just get me home. And them things, yeah. you know, they're so expensive when they break. It's, oh, yeah. and you yeah. can't just, you can't just break down anywhere. You got to break down in front of a Mercedes dealership and then, and then get ready to open the wallet and never close it. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I was coming back. I had some Australian buddies come, uh, for two GNCCs early in the year and, uh, we ended up taking my van, and it was to New York. So the furthest race of the year, I decided to take my most unreliable vehicle I got. <laughs> and uh, and on the way up, the thing was was really good. And I and I told the boys, I'm like, this thing's been too good to us. We're uh, we're probably going to have some problems. And about uh, we weren't halfway home, and it at about uh, one in the morning, it a uh, uh, transmission sensor went out on it, and uh, we luckily it broke down right near a mercedes dealership actually so um we spent the monday there getting it fixed and then then drove home and I, it was cheaper than i thought but i was still not happy about it oh yeah um so y- you've got a little bit of a break i did race i raced a gncc on july 27th that you were not there it was the emtb gncc uh, yeah i rode the mountain bike race yeah. i was the only one there on a KTM, I rode a KTM e-bike, and I was also the only one on a hardtail, which I didn't realize. They were looking at me like I was insane when I signed up, and now I know why I didn't finish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, but only because I had two blowouts, not one but two down this giant hill. But that was super fun, man. Charlie was there. Charlie's f- crazy fast. Yeah. yeah. It was it was neat. Have you done any of them? No, I haven't. I I mean I get bicycles off track, so uh, they have an e-bike, and I have. I have wanted to pedal the track, and and I'll be interested. In, I mean, I I love watching bicycles. That right before you called, I was watching the Tour of Utah actually. So, uh, um, I like bicycle riding in general. So, I, I would like to do the e-bike race. I just think, even though they have a motor, I still think they are a little more taxing. So, if, um, for us on a normal weekend, they have those e-bike races on a Saturday afternoon, and I just think it's you you could just put a little bit little bit too much effort to it into it and then it would cost me for sunday's race which is probably more important well which is more important than an e-bike race on saturday so yeah uh, and that that's just the race for me uh, i should what i should probably do is is uh strap my son to the front of it and then we could just go and race for fun <laughs> on saturday that would be that would probably that would, that would i'd get a kick out of that it was pretty neat we <clears throat> i'd never done a bicycle race ever i don't think and and Certainly not an e-mountain bike, but uh, we ran us through the motocross track at first, and they did it before they chilled the track or anything. So it was it was neat. We went through Ten Commandments, and I I uh, I'm just now not sore from my uh, the back of my calf where I missed the the uh, pedal because I suck at riding bis- bicycles. Um, but uh, it actually um, I so when I had a tire blowout, I I made like. There was a lap to go, so I made like fifty minutes out of a hundred, out of sixty, out of an hour plus a lap. So it was like yeah. forty-five minutes, whatever I did, I rode, and it was like it was super fun. Um, I yeah. don't like riding bicycles; I think they suck. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I like riding dirt bikes and, and motorcycles, but it was actually really fun, and I could see how people could get into that. And Charlie, you know, he's trying to be selected for the. It's basically like the motocross as nations for bicycles, and there's an e-bike yeah. thing. I know. I think there's some political stuff going on. the the uh, The bicycle association people aren't excited how about what GNCC is doing because it's you know they're a 
they're a successful promoter yeah. and they see that it's it maybe a, a competition thing. Well, they see themselves as a purist as well. Yeah, but they yeah. but they have an e by class. So mm. I but so but uh, Charlie has been trying to get selected for that and and you know and I think he smokes everybody that races those things, and you know he's he's a phenomenal off road guy. You know that. I mean, everybody knows that. He's yeah. he's incredible. So I don't know. It's just interesting to see all that how that how that went and course it was the gncc folks so it was super organized and really fun josh yeah. Shang, no, our guest on the program continue josh sorry to interrupt oh no i was just going to say that like charlie is he's turned into a bicycle rider and uh it's it is interesting i've heard things um trek side of the story too they they they're kind of staying away from the the involvement in e-bikes and dirt bikes they want they don't want there's, because I think there's a lot of cyclists that don't like motorcycles, and that, and just just for whatever reason, so they're still trying to keep it all apart. So I've heard that what you said about um, politics with Charlie being selected or whatever that doesn't surprise me at all. Well, they are. There's a lot of change going on in the world of sport. For example, uh, young men are now being allowed to compete in women's sports. Uh, whether it's weightlifting or soccer or wrestling, it's amazing. Down in Texas, for example, we had our first state champ. Young man recognizes himself as a female. Well, guess what? Clearly isn't. Uh, you know, he's racked and stacked, and this dude is, you know, jacked. He's ready to beat somebody up. That's a lot of words that rhyme. I, I, looked, I wrote them all down. <laughs> um, so you can use them again next week. But the idea is, is that things are changing. One of you boys raced Loretta's too, right? I did Loretta's, yeah. Yeah. How was it? Not bad? Um, yeah, it was okay. I lost a bunch of weight before I went down there. I'm doing my best to gain it back at the state fair, but uh, yeah. um, I lost like 70 pounds. So I went down there and and uh, I finished eighth in the senior 40-plus class, which is like whatever. Right Seri serious competition, chat. though. There was a lot of fast guys in your class, Tony. You Don't tell yourself short. Yeah, I mean, Mike Brown is in the class. John Gruy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Barry Carson, Valade. I mean, there's a bunch of there. There was there was five legit guys there, and I finished eighth. So I'm a little pissed that I didn't finish in the top five. But honestly, Josh, I think I can be a podium guy next year. And I'll say it right now: the trophy for third place is. Almost three inches bigger than my eighth place trophy, so I will spend endless amount of time and money to get that done. That and I will monster truck over anybody that gets in my way to get that piece of sure. plastic and, and metal. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. no, it's full plastic. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I think I'm going to do it next year. So we'll see if my schedule going off, and uh, I'll see if Eddie and Babas Babas want to help me get down there and, and try and do it. What class will you ride? Wood, Woods Goon. Uh, it'll be 25 plus. <laughs> And I would like to do 30 plus, but because I scored a couple of points, I don't at a national. I think I'd be stuck in pro sports. So. Yeah, you you um, can't do the 30 probably, if if you've scored yeah, points probably, unless they change the rules two, again. Yeah, probably two classes that aren't all that easy. I'm sure. All right, strength <laughs> to wrap wrap up your segment: uh, Australian rules football or NFL? Oh, I don't know. I would. I would have to say NFL just because I live here, and, and uh, it, it's pretty. It's kind of exciting, honestly. I like it. I've been I'm watching a, a lot of Australian team. rules football and also the international. But man, I tell you what, some of that stuff can get awful rough, huh? Yeah, I mean they're Aussies; they're tough as nails. <laughs> 
All right, sponsor <laughs> role, buddy. Who do you want to thank? Uh, Babbitt's online uh, for sure. Kawasaki, Monster Energy, um, CD Boots. Those boys have been um, hooking me up since I've been here. I think so. Tw- going on twelve years. Uh, that's uh, that's been an awesome sponsor to have. And then this uh, uh, all the Pit Pass Radio. Uh, my wife because she does most everything for me. Because sometimes I'm a bit useless. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> that's common around most homes anymore. I do appreciate yeah. the time, Josh. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll be looking forward to talking again real soon. Continued success. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. There we go, Josh Strang. Hey, before we go to the official break, I do want to bring up our good friends at Wiseco. And in the studio is PJ Duran. PJ, I've been up and down the road on my way back and forth to Pole Position Raceway, where Mark Bunnell uh, holds court each and every uh, day. And uh, by the way, if you haven't been in there lately, you ought to take a look at the lighting. I redid all the lighting in that place as a company and it is night and day go and check it out i think you'll enjoy your racing experience that much more but we also have already done hicklin power sports as well all new lighting and uh, it throws i think when everything is seen it throws a completely different light on what you're looking at in this case motorcycles on the floor uh, side by sides etc but hicklin power sports has got it going on right now great selection right pj absolutely we have got uh watercraft are flying out we've got the last days of summer and so there's some deals coming in on watercraft now the the watercraft that are coming in is it it's a a stock that you know about or these last end or last uh, minute year-end deals these are last minute year-end deals uh just like any other industry they start offering uh rebates and things of that nature the oems do towards the end of the season to hopefully encourage uh, anybody who might have been on the fence with a great deal let's say i don't want to go to my bank i don't want to go to my consumer uh, credit place did i just say brand name a uh, credit union place is what i meant to say what uh, what do you have to offer in terms of financing uh, the easiest way to go is go right out to hicklinpowersports.com you can complete a, a credit application online and they'll give you uh the F&I guy will get you with uh, a number of options regarding financing. So financing and insurance. Um, and you also find them online, give them the website address. And by the way, I saw a bunch of used bikes out there, previously owned and uh, greatly cared for bikes and uh, side-by-sides out there in front of the store. I can imagine there's even more inside and outside. Yeah. Absolutely, and our entire inventory, uh, new and used, is always listed and up-to-date online. For Yamaha, Sea-Doo, Can-Am, Beta, KTM, and Polaris, it's all under one roof at HicklinPowerSports.com in Grimes, Iowa, or online at, PJ? HicklinPowerSports.com. Stand by. Back after this. Hi, I'm uh, David Vitterman. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting 
the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.